Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale, Season 3, Episode 3 is called Useful. So, full spoilers for the episode as always and this is brought to you by one of our patrons, uh, Cindy Palacios, as a sponsor of this particular series of TV reviews. Uh, so, yeah, that's good too. I feel like the probably the biggest thing we're going to talk about again we already talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but certainly in this one we're going to really dive into it, is the nature of June and Lawrence's relationship, his beliefs, attitudes, motivations. Um, Not as straightforward as we initially assumed. Very straight. Like, <laughs> But I think what's interesting about it is that it's... Is what they're doing with June is that she's actually questioning this herself and kind of challenging him. And when she assumes that he's being good, like maybe some of us did, uh, just based on what he did in the, the end of season two, he kind of like throws it back in her face and complicates it, uh, and does several other things to complicate it as well. But then at the same time, it's like he may actually be a genius who is almost building her up to be something, to be this leader, to be this fighter. It's interesting. He seems to believe in Gilead to a point. We know he was instrumental in creating you know, the, this society. And I'm not sure if he necessarily regrets that. He seems to kind of think that everything he's doing has been, you know, trying to save the planet, right, is what he was saying there. Uh, but, you know, okay, he's like, okay, no, but... Yeah, there are women who are ridiculously smart and you know they need to be outside this system because they might help more he seems to believe this i feel like just believing that because that's exactly what he says in this episode more or less i feel like just believing that's also just taking it too much at face value i feel like there's a bit more of a deeper i feel like Possibly, he, yeah. he's more intricate than that <laughs> than just to, to take exactly... I don't, I don't think there's truth in what he's Which, saying. Well, I, I think he even, at least he at least believes he thinks that. Yes, that's why I said there. He believes that. Right. Um, I, I don't know if... it's this, like, he, I don't think he thinks he has guilt, but I don't necessarily... Because I, I think June actually did hit a chord when she accused him of having guilt. Like, oh, so you occasionally help someone to, you know, help yourself sleep at night. Yeah, it's one thing when it's like, okay, on paper, this is what we have to do to save the planet. But once you actually see the faces or you see the people that's affecting the, your, your your ridiculous plan, yeah. all of a sudden it's a different thing. And he kind of throws it back in her face in a big way. Uh, if I, I really love this. Probably my favorite scene of the episode, actually, is when she goes into his study uh, at night. Because he's had all the commandos over during the day. We'll talk about some of those scenes. In fact, we'll talk about one of those right now, because the big one uh, during that scene is when he insists that she come in and serve drinks whilst he's, he's with all the, the other all the other commanders and, you know, uh, you know, Waterford's there. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's sitting around. He, he's already had, you know, a, a bit of a one-to-one with her. He has, and interestingly from that, because, you know, in, in the narration, June's very much like, well... If I'm going to be a fighter, if I'm going to lead this, I'm going to need like friends in high places, friends with power. Uh, I think the word al- was ally specifically. Um, yeah. And it's not so much that I think she she could see Warford as any kind of ally, but I think she thinks she still got some sway. Like she could still manipulate him in some way. And that's kind of what she does in this scene. It's almost like a, hey, you remember what season one was like moment where she kind of like, you know, swoops kind of in. Was, and- yeah. Tries to talk to him, like, hey, have you got any information on, on Lawrence that may help me? 
you know, I'm very thankful. I'll always be grateful to you. She, she's very much playing it up. And she is. And I can't believe this is still working on him. I think that's kind of the point is like he's still, you know, he's still enamored by this. Because it's not so much that he's enamored this much by her, it's that he's enamored this much by her treating him like he's more powerful. It's his own right, ego here that he's, that he's fallen he victim to. He knows how this went before. <laughs> well, I assume he's learned. As 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 Lawrence points out later, you know you, you did a number on that house, June. You know you left it. You know the baby had been baby napped. You know the the, the mother had her pinky cut off. He had been he, apparently Waterford's been demoted for all this, and then you literally left the house in ashes. Like he lifts it, and I'm like, yeah, she really did do a number on that household. Yeah, yeah, she did. And the context of Gilead, she did a number on that household. Um, and then you know Lawrence is noticing this. He's sort of you know he comes over and speaks to them. And I think he's he's very aware because when we get to the scene later on, he very much kind of turns the tables on her by pointing out the way she is with him. It's like, oh, did this work? Because you know, she's like talking to him and it's almost like she's about to go in for a kiss. Like, you know, they, they kind of like, you know, he gets up out of the chair and they're getting closer. And it's like, again, she's playing to what she thinks is his ego. And he just kind of smirks and goes, did this really work in Waterford, that simpleton? <laughs> Yeah. And it sits down his chair. It's like, okay, he is very different. We're setting up how different he is. Um, and I, I guess maybe part of it from a, a writing perspective, the appeal of doing a character this different, uh, or not different, I mean, because he's different anyway, but the appeal of doing this type of character as opposed to just doing. Because I think our first prediction when we saw him last season and what it was like at the end was that he would just be a good guy. He would just be an ally. And that would yeah. be a really obvious route to go and that would work and it would be a different status quo. This is something that we don't understand yet, which puts us in the same yeah. position as June because June doesn't understand it yet. It's it's why I said, that, um, yeah, even if, if what you know his motivations are exactly what he says... You can say, oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't just take a, you know, a face value, and absolutely not. But even if it was, you know, that is just the truth. That's still really a fascinating set of motivations. Um, it, it's quite intricate in its own right. It makes him kind of a sociopath. It makes him, yeah, you know, he he he's that kind of cold about it. But at the same, because. If if that is the only reason why he saved Emily, is the if it's the only reason it's pure cold hard logic though, she's actually quite intelligent. Um she's more useful saving the planet than she has been in Gilead. If that is the cold hard truth to it, then that's pretty damning to his the way he thinks about people. It is, but that's quite interesting as a way of setting him up. Yeah. Because um, the thing obviously he makes her serve drinks during the commander's meeting and he's because at first, because I, I was like sort of through my head as I was watching the scene, I was thinking of a rush of different things about what he was doing here, right? You know, one is like this weird power play, almost like a bit of a game to sort of point out like how much power he still has to like make her feel demeaned, you know, demeaned here. And then I thought, or does he want her to hear some of this? Like, is, does he intentionally want her to hear some of this conversation about what they're doing with people and, you know, how many they're sending to the, the colonies and the process of picking the Marthas, that kind of thing. Does he want her to actually hear some of this? But then, you know, as I was, just as I was thinking that, he then pulls this move where he's like, hey, you know, of Lords, or of Joseph rather, uh, you know, you used to be an editor, right? You used to edit books and, uh, yeah, so if I asked you for books and you were talking about, uh, you know, differences in genders and who, who, who could be useful based on their gender, blah, 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 
any thoughts come to mind? And then he says what you know he assumes she's thinking. The, the obvious ones, right? Yeah. And he's like, can you go get that off the shelf? And I thought he was tester here because I thought... She's not allowed to read, right? She's... So she's not even allowed to, presumably even allowed to read the titles to find out which one. Exactly. And she's sort of going over to the book. And he does actually say it's the you know, it's the brown one with the yellow binding or whatever. Yellow he... letters, yeah. yeah like, he... He goes, oh, yeah, it's on that stack, third one down, yellow letters. So yeah. anyone could have found it. Yeah. So he, he, he describes it, but and she comes over and she sort of kneels as she hands it to him and I, what I love though is, and this was kind of a theme going through season two as well, but like especially now with 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 uh, Lawrence is, she's not worried about hiding how she feels about this. Like she's saying the words she's supposed to say, but the look she's giving him here is daggers. It's like no, yeah. Um, like she she is not hiding how she feels, and then later on we have to see in the in the 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 the, the, the study and. We have this great thing where he flips it up saying this is no, I'm not I'm not Waterford. I'm not gonna fall for this stupid don't don't, don't even try. Yeah. And they have the, the talk about Emily in the debate. He's like, We'll go for a drive. And he takes her out to this processing area, this plant, uh, where several women are in cages, uh, and they're just waiting to be shipped off to the colonies. And he says, Look, I saved six. There's six positions for Martha's. I was able to save six of them. And there is better than none, you know. Cold yeah. hard, your cold game. I think it was five, but yeah, five or whatever. Well, <laughs> it's even worse when it's less, isn't it? This has not changed the point of the scene at all. It's five <laughs> it or six, you prick. Right. So he's like, yeah, five or six, and then like the the real like, gut punch of the scene comes where he's like, and you're going to pick them. And she's like, wait, what? His hands are here's all the files, all that information. Again, knowing Phil well, she's not supposed to read. So he, he again, he doesn't care about the rules when it's like he's doing his own thing. He's like, whatever. No, and and it's interesting. You can read this either way, as you know, this is cruel, making her kind of have to be involved. She'll hate that. Uh, you know, having to to you know actually willingly send people away to the colonies. But that, here's that... here's the other reading though. Yeah. The other reading, going back to what I said earlier is that he wants to make her a resistance fighter. He's actually yeah, he's, doing this to toughen her up. He's I mean, more specifically, I think he's grooming her for leadership to make the decisions. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the fighting that he's having with her here and all the things he's prodding her into, he's you know he's talking about people being useful. Because he cracks that really awful joke, you know, as she's leaving. He's like, see, a woman can be useful. And everyone, you know, all the men laugh. And it's like... But I think he actually sees leadership potential in her. I think he sees, no, you can fight this resistance, or you can be the resistance, you well, can fight back. Yeah, here's the thing. We know he doesn't believe that women can't be useful because he, he even if we take you know everything he said as, as, as fact, Emily was smart, therefore she is useful. Right, that, that, yeah, exactly. And he sees June as being, no, no, you can fight this, you can be the balance here. And, you know, we end the episode with June's narration where she's basically, like... Because uh, after she's made her choices, because she she sees uh, Serena... We'll talk about Serena uh, more in depth yeah. in a bit. But she sees Serena, and she gives her a bit of a speech about her being strong. Like, you're strong and you're a mother because of the choice you made. And we have to actually... And, you know, we, we are stronger... than bonding so much. <laughs> I know it is. But she's like, you know, we're maybe we're stronger than we think we are. And then she makes the choices, and she gives jo Joseph the choices... And she goes into the Martha, because there's a new Martha uh, there who they can't speak in front of, but, you know, when she's away, she's speaking to the main Martha, and she's like, hey, I've got, like, you know, five or six new recruits. 
um one's a one's a doctor one's a mechanic one's a you know lawyer it's like she picked based on profession she picked based on their skills yeah and it was almost like you know you could see this as her undermining lawrence or she's doing exactly what he was training her to do was to pick the smart options but you know depending on who could be useful to the cause and i think that seems the more likely outcome is that he's grooming her and one was a thief that's why i mentioned one was a thief i thought that was particularly noteworthy yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's the most likely option that he is grooming her for this. Um, but you never know; it could could swerve us. She could be actually, you know, this could be a, an act of rebellion in itself, and her being defiant. Well, that's the thing. I don't think she knows necessarily that, that this is his intention. No. Um, so it, it could be an act of rebellion, but that's still what he's <laughs> he's doing. It could be, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, without his knowledge, this, you know, it could have been. But here's the thing, though. This is maybe getting a little bit, you know, uh, Avengers Infinity War, you know, 16 million possible outcomes, only one will do the right thing kind of thing, right? But, like, what what if his, his like, he was influential in creating Gilead. What if his thing was, he didn't tell the rest of the idiot men this, obviously, but <laughs> what if, like, he knew that eventually to actually restore balance, there would have to be a resistance and it would have to sort of end in kind of a, it'd have to come to an end. You know, kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I suspect he uh, wasn't maybe that far sighted. I think he had a and what he thought was a great idea, and as it's gone on over the he's years, he's recalibrated. You're saying there's, there's been problems. It maybe hasn't gone exactly as he planned, and he's like, right, okay, I need a different approach. And I think he is masterminding this kind of. Oh, no, I think uh, he is. I think because you said without him knowing when we we're talking about is this an act of rebellion or not. I would go as far as to say to speculate that he wants her to think it's an act of rebellion. <laughs> Probably, yeah. You know, he 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 wants to because the idea of her thinking she's rebelling is what will motivate her to fight back, uh, in a weird way. Um, that said, her speech at the end though is very much no, 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 no. Like we're going to watch the men, and then we're going to make sure we can strike. We're going to become their nightmare. Uh, this idea we're going to watch from within we're going to know their strengths and their weaknesses and then we're going to eventually strike and yeah. this is very different to the way she thought in seasons one and two this is no she's planning she she's thinking about how she can fight she's thinking about how they can win eventually uh yeah this is more forward thinking it's, it's interesting yeah, yeah it's, it's a very different uh dynamic for for the show it's why because the, the early reviews of the first six episodes said they felt it was spinning its wheels and I still did not feel that with this episode. I, I felt like this was not, a whole new... Not in these three, that's for sure. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe four, five, and six will all be really slow and dull, but... Yeah, maybe because this is the case, you know, Hulu puts out three this week. They're designed to be watched as almost kind of one, you know, opening salvo. Yeah, the, right? end, the ending of this episode definitely felt like a mission statement for the season. Like, this is what this season is. Right, so I can see as, assuming those reviews were, you know, accurate although we I can ag- see or that we agree with them there's no such thing as an accurate review i'd say right yeah, sure uh you know assuming we agree with them i can see it being four five and six being the problem in the sense that okay here's your your week one they're designed as okay kickstart it you know here's your 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 pacing going you know full steam ahead and then it slows down as we get into okay now we're actually into the season that's it it's pointless to speculate really just based yeah, on other yeah. reviews i i think i just wanted to mention that Based on these first three, I don't agree with those reviews. Um, uh, no, not not based on these first three. Absolutely not. Uh, so, 
Yeah, so yeah, I mean that's per usual. Uh, it was good stuff. Um, but but during and the kind of the, the growing idea of her becoming a fighter. And, and what I like about this is I think it'll lead to some really nice episodes where they'll have a clear goal. Like, okay, so we have to get an item, but they can't just get an item because none of them are in positions to get the item. So it becomes a bit of a almost a like a, a secret heist or something like that. I could see fun yeah. action plots almost coming out of this. Uh, which will come, which will bring all the suspense and all the tension of almost being caught and things like that. Yeah, no, that could be good. So uh, that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, Serena Joy is. Uh, I was, I'm surprised we've seen seen all these characters this quickly. I, I thought it may go a little bit longer before we see some of them. I thought when we saw Waterford early on, I thought, okay, it makes sense. He's here because all the commanders. I wasn't necessarily sure that we were going to be seeing Nick and seeing Serena. Yeah. In the same episode. Do, do you know just something amusing based on you know something you just said there? What's that? Last episode, um, I think it was where we spoke about the the names of the handmaidens, and you'd always assumed it was the surnames, right? Oh, sure. Um, it wasn't until right then when you said Waterfrud that I realized you must have been saying that the entire time instead of Waterfud. Yeah, well, I well, that's because I thought it was the the the, the Offred came from his last name. Yeah. No, no, I know, but I'd never <laughs> heard you say it that way before, and it was just when you said it then I actually heard you say it like like as if it was Fred at the end. Yeah, and, uh, I've been saying yeah. that the whole time. That's not changing. <laughs> no, no, I know, but I'm just, it just, uh, it was one of those things I'd never noticed you say it wrong until uh, we we had. It's that a subtle discussion. difference. If you're not looking for it, it's a subtle difference. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Serena's living with her mother right now. It seems to be separated from from Waterford. Um. But uh, I really liked her stuff with with uh with June. I thought that scene was fantastic, yeah. and uh, see with her mother was interesting as well. Uh, seeing so because her mother's basically like us, oh, basically snap out of this and go be with your husband. Because if you're not with your husband, then your stat your status in society and Gilead is 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 on the drop, is reduced dramatically. Yeah. Uh, and we see we see him. He's with a Jezebel, I think, um, practicing yeah. his speech and how he win back Serena. Because this thing, you don't see who he's talking to and you think he's talking to her. Although I was kind of expecting a swear of given how it was filmed. Yeah. It's one of those things. A little, little, little bit pathetic of him, wasn't it? A little bit pathetic. Uh, which I think it's interesting, though, he, how pathetic he feels in this show. Like, given how much power, how powerful and evil he felt. I mean, he's still evil, but like yeah, you know, he, yeah. he felt... Now that we've got Lawrence kind of around, who is clearly more powerful and... Mm has much more say over things and is willing to just break the rules and do his own thing. Uh, Watford, he feels pathetic for having always, you know, followed the, the rules to the letter, right? It feels like he never really knew what he was doing. He just, he just went along with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause that moment in the meeting as well, where one of the guys says, like, Oh, we have to like, what, you know, watch these resistances. We can, we can't have our women, Acting out of line, and there's like a shot at uh, Waterford's like face. His eyes are just kind of like, <laughs> just like leering, leering, leering at him. It's just kind of yeah. this moment of like, yeah, kind of like my wife. Yeah, she's having ideas. Yeah, uh, yeah. kind of moment. Tell me about it. So, no, uh, that that stuff was 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 good. And seeing Serena with her mother and her mother's attitude with her, and being very uncaring ab- about her. Uh, certainly, yeah. Apple does not feel like it fell far from the tree in that sense. I I wasn't as into these scenes, but I think I I don't think I was into the, to this relationship as much last season either. I was fine with these scenes. Uh, the, honestly, the only scene that 
I had a problem with, uh, not because there's anything super wrong with it necessarily, I just thought it was a bit uh, hackneyed, was uh, Serena getting into the ocean. Oh, for the ending. I just, I felt like that was a bit, like... Yeah. You know, much. It, it was it was a it was a it was a movie trope. It was it wasn't something that it feels that like people actually do. It was it was a no, movie trope. No. It was a bit cheesy. But but yeah, okay, it was a bit cheesy. Which can be fine, but maybe not in this show. Yeah, it didn't feel like it fit. Uh, it didn't feel like it fit uh, the the show that much. To yeah. Me. But you know. Then Nick, we should mention Nick, uh, who does come by to see June. Uh, he sees her a little bit at the the meeting, but he comes by later now that he knows she's there. And yeah. uh, it's a fairly well done scene. He's, he's saying that he's been shipped off to the front, which is Chicago, where the resistance yeah. is fighting them. So he's probably gonna die. Probably gonna die. And he wants to say goodbye, and she's very kind. Of, at this point, she's at the lowest she is in the episode. At this point. Mm. And it's, it actually has quite a sweet ending to the scene where after she's kind of basically told him to piss off and he just goes out the door and he's you know, he's, he's felt the emotion of it and he's leaning against the wall. She just kind of goes up and like, they hold hands between the doors. So it's a really kind of simple sort of movie shot. But unlike the ocean stuff, this just kind of felt like a nice nice composition. Yeah, this doesn't come off as, as awkward or cheesy or anything like that. Yeah. It, just, it, feel, it plays nicely. And they just sort of they go, they go back inside and shut the door and you hear the door lock. Uh, which, what's interesting because I feel like this show, of course, has had a lot of different kinds of sex scene, right? We've had we've had obviously very horrific sex scenes. We've had uh, we've had romantic sex scenes. We've had sex scenes in the you know and back in the past in the in the you know modern day times, and we've had sex scenes in Gilead. We've had them having sex before. I felt like this was probably the first time, at least in my memory, in the show in Gilead's part of the show where. It felt like a very normal, like, we're just going to imply they had sex in kind of a sweet way as opposed to... There's um, a weird level of privacy. Yeah, there you go. That's a good word for it. There's privacy to it. It feels like that's for them, that's not for us. We've, we've yeah. seen it enough. We know what they're like. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird way but to phrase it. Is, it but... is an unusual feeling in this show to have privacy. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels, yeah. It stood out to me. It stood out to me that this is how they chose to cover this scene and cover the fact that they were probably having like a sort of one last hurrah uh, yeah. behind the door. Uh, and it felt sweeter than just about any other sex scene I've had. Uh, if you can yeah, even call it that, it's not really a sex scene because there's not sex. No, it's, it's, no, it's explicitly. It's but ends, but uh, you know, it's, it's not a sex scene. Yeah. Whereas I feel like in a lot of movies and shows, you'd have like a, a, a scene like this, then this way to imply the sex, which would be fine. It, it doesn't come off as like tropey or cheesy or anything like that. It's just kind of, no, we don't have to see it because it's just not that type of movie or it's whatever. But yeah, in this, this is show, really common in, in most TV. Yeah. But in this show, it felt like, I, I guess what you just said, there's the key phrase. It's really common in modern TV, but this Gilead is not common. Sex has been, you know, bastardized yeah, the it's been and it's been since the very first episode it's, it's been show. taken from normalcy and by doing it in a typical tv way it's showing that at least this one part or this one relationship despite the weirdness of how it formed because it's the handmade and the, has some relative normalcy to it yes yeah, so it's, it's become normal in some weird way yeah in a way it wasn't you know they've reached this level of like no they actually have some kind of relationship you know and we've talked in the past about how she's actually married but how like obviously the circumstances, circumstances you know, yeah. put them in this really weird place and uh, yeah. so things got shitty what are you gonna do yeah so 
No, and she's looking again. She's looking at him for an ally, and he, he can't be that ally, which is why she's at least partly why she's uh, upset with him early on yeah. the scene. So, uh, but no, really well done. Yeah, really well done. Uh, and that was that was pretty much the the episode. Um, I think I think this first three, much like uh, I remember this back in season one when they put out the first three in that, because they didn't do it with season two. Season two was just the first two. Yes. Uh, but it really does feel like the, the three episodes as a whole is like a kind of a mission statement for the season and the final speech especially feels like that. It feels like, no, this is what the season is going to really be about. Yeah, because over these three episodes we've kind of established all the uh, you know, the, the the positions for all the players. Yeah. Like for example, like with, with the Waterfords, you know, they, they felt like they were, okay, we're completely breaking apart at the end of the first episode, but here we are okay, we see where they actually are in society. Going forward for this season, we know what their status quo is to work from rather than just, you know, the burning house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so up that, obviously, we, we, we at least had some stuff in Canada last episode, so we have some different, you know, we have all the, the, the players set up, as you say, yeah. uh, going forward. So uh, what I will say is I feel like um, this is probably the longest we've been in this season before some flashbacks, which maybe they're thinning down a little bit as we go, as we go forward. Which would make some sense. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just that was observation. Uh, just yeah. before we go, I, I will mention uh, at least one commenter was with me on the the the, the offered. Oh really? Mistake. Yes, at least one person thought it was because the the, the end of the name was was Fred. Okay. Um, do, do what I think the confusing part is here is that the actor's name is Joseph, which is Lawrence's first name. So I keep thinking his first name is Joseph. Uh, <laughs> even as I'm talking, it's not Fred. It can't be Fred. First Joseph. Anyway, um, but yeah, that is a uh, Habit's Tale episode three of season three. Obviously, we got to this one a little bit later on the first two, so we'll actually have the episode four review up uh, within a day, basically, of this one going up. So, so look forward to that. Uh, yeah. So once again, uh, Habit's Tale reviews are brought by uh, one of our patrons, uh, Cindy Palacios. Uh, so thanks to her. Um, get us on the Twitter's at Mail underscore Fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show on the channel, you can do that over at patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, you can obviously sponsor at the higher tiers, but you can obviously just spend as little as $1 per month and keep the reviews coming with your support. Uh, otherwise, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all the usual things, all that does help as well. Um, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?